0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to the first ever Kid County Sports Podcast. From Coyotes, Bulldogs, Tigers, and Warriors to the Central Washington Wildcats, where you're home for the latest and all your favorite sports teams. So sit back, grab a beverage, grab a snack, and enjoy. All right, Valley Sports fans, welcome back, episode two. I'm Eric Sorensen along with John Goodat and Luke Olson. And guys, you walked in, you probably noticed we're here in uh, big country studios and I was right. I'm wearing number 16, Washington state Gardner Minshew, the second Jersey, because I'm calling this the redemption episode fellas. It was a rough weekend for football for us.
1: It was a rough weekend for football. Um, I, I, I cannot believe that we picked the Wazoo UCLA game wrong. Um, well, of course, rough weekend, not for central though, but we'll talk about them in a little bit, but, uh, yeah, for Wazoo to lose in Pullman with the Mississippi mustache there raising the flag, it's a made-for-TV moment, and we tank it. Huge disappointment. Yeah, for sure. Huge disappointment. <laughs> I was up camping with the family at
0: Lake of Cheese because I knew this was a weekend that, hey, you know, UCLA is 0-3, I can get away. And then my phone and the spotty service I get gets a text message, guys, or e- Eric, we're uh, you might want to turn the TV on. Yeah, well, I can't. And then my text message is in and out and disappointing. It just goes to show if you fumble the football around,
1: bad things happen. I've been told that turnovers uh, create losses. Yes. Yes.
0: Goodness gracious. You hold on to the ball, you win the dang game.
1: I know. And we had two, correct me if I'm wrong, within the last two minutes, didn't we have the possession, coughed it up, they scored, we had the possession again, coughed it up. I think so. They yeah. run out the clock.
0: Mm-hmm. And didn't they get the ball back inside the 20 every time?
1: Per uh minute? You know, at this point, I think I've cried it away out of my, (laughs) out of my memory. All I know is we, as in Wazoo, did not get the job done Mm -hmm. and they have a difficult schedule that that again, we'll talk about a little bit later um, when we're doing our picks, Mm -hmm. but um, they need some redemption big time as evidenced by the Jersey that you're wearing today.
0: Is that, is that
1: legit too?
0: Oh, yeah. If you go on some like Chinese Amazon, <laughs> you can find it if you want. <laughs> you can even get your own made up. I'm not sure we're Kook fans. Just a little snug. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, you know. But hey, we got the face, or at least I got a face for radio and I'm wearing my jersey. I have radio, the so. face for radio <laughs> as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that, you know, hopefully they get back on track because that was a, a pretty embarrassing. Uh, the best way to get over lost, though, is preparing for the next game. Absolutely. Go. Yep, that's <laughs> cliche. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> I guess at least the good thing Utah lost too. And we're going to
1: Utah. Bad Again. news.
0: Utah's gonna be pretty pumped for that game.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um it'll it'll be interesting. Yes. Uh, definitely yet another Pac-10 weekend that I'll be glued to the live stats or glued to the TV watching. Absolutely.
0: Well, we got some other big news coming out from the WIAA on Monday. They announced that they will host the 2009 or who will host the 2019 WAA. IAA football state championships. Uh looks like it's staying on the west side, but they got out of the Tacoma Dome. There's going to be three different locations Spark Stadium in Puyallup, Harry E. Lang Stadium in Lakewood, and Mount Tahoma Stadium in, ta- in Tacoma, which I thought was different because Mount Tahoma High School, but it's in Tacoma. So I'm completely wrong on that, guys. That's my
1: fault. <laughs> you know, I, I was reading a few articles, uh, got on, you know, read some comments, got on some message boards, and they're, you know, WIAA is getting some plaque for having them all Tacoma-centric, to be quite honest with you. Um, those are great high school stadiums, good-sized stadiums and everything like that. Uh, I think the biggest knock is it's not a premier venue like a a, a clink, like a Husky Stadium, or even Memorial Stadium in downtown Seattle. Um, but they'll be good stadiums. Hopefully, they'll be packed. I mean, at the end of the day, the what matters is the competition on the, on the turf. Yeah. Well that you know, so they have the one B and the four A championships
0: will be played at Mount Tahoma. They're gonna be a what the what's that say there? Be a four PM start for the second one. The first game will be kicking off at noon. Spark Stadium, will be host a three A and two A championships, and the Harry E. Lang Stadium will host the one A 1A and Two B championships. But with the understanding that there if there's two east side or two East Side Central Washington schools, it can be relocated to a Central
1: location over here. Granted, football it's going to be November, right? In yeah, Eastern Washington, be, uh, late November, early December, depending on the calendar.
0: Good luck finding a spot with no snow. Yeah, but hopefully yeah. that spot's Tomlinson Stadium. I'd love to host some championship games here and go watch.
1: You know what? I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to send a shout out to my buddy Brandon Walsh, who's the head coach of Elmira Cooley Heartline. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say ACH versus their archrival Odessa. They don't need to go to Tacoma for that game. They're going to play at Tomlinson Stadium. Roll credits, Dang mark right. it down, take it to the bank. That's where the game's going to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to get into, I was listening to last week's podcast
0: over and over, trying to critique. And John and I went off on our history of being here in the in the Kittas Valley, but I want to talk to Luke. Luke, you're new? Yeah. You're about a, here now? A year. So far, year. what's your take on uh, sports in our Valley? It's been it's
2: been good, yeah. I've seen a lot. I mean, I think I've covered, you know, I covered kid Task, state championship basketball, and, uh, you know, state golf. You know, there I covered a lot of state last season or last year, it seemed like. And it's been good. It's been a good first job. You know, it's kind of what I was looking for. And you know, obviously, I have a great opportunity to cover a good Division two school and help me get a lot of clips. And but yeah, it's been really great
0: so far. Yeah. So when you're working for ESPN someday, don't forget about us. <laughs> yeah. That's,
1: remember uh, where you started. I, I, I just right. Remember the little people.
2: Yeah. I just took a picture so I could remember. Someday. That's right.
1: <laughs> Heck yeah, man. I'm going to be like, who are these guys again? <laughs> what I really want to know is um, despite the fact that winter is colder, yeah. um, how is it miserable covering sports in the spring because it's so cold? Okay. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> and this is bad that the, the kidtas head coach is here,
2: baseball head coach. When I covered a kid at ass baseball game, it was probably the most miserable experience I ever had. Hey, we're with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean it was there's so, no lies. <laughs> so windy and cold I couldn't I almost left. I, I was like, I'm just gonna call Eric and tell me
0: what have him tell me what happened. <laughs> well, there goes when the I, merit of your what's the right word I'm looking for. Ryan Coon would leave. And he'd be like, hey, sorry, man, I left. But Luke sticks it out, Ryan. Hope (laughs) you're listening.
2: I remember because you were like, you look miserable when I walked up to interview you. And I was
0: like, "Yeah, you're spot on. I think that's one of the biggest things coaching in this valley, in the outside sports, especially baseball. Because football, it's nice out for most of their season. It gets cold at the end. It gets cold, but it's not windy cold. Getting high school kids, to when it's blowing 40 miles an hour, it's chilly. Saying, hey, guys, don't let the weather affect you. And they look at you like, coach, you're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we gotta deal with it. <laughs> yeah. So far and, and no biased here. What's your biggest most favorite rivalry game out of all three sports between any of the high schools here in the valley? Who Ooh. what's the biggest game that you look forward to so far? Uh I guess
2: man, yeah, that's a, a tough one. Yeah, you know, that Sila and Ellensburg basketball one was really good. Mm-hmm. I I thought that was that's kind of a big one might be different this year because they don't you know steele has gone and elijah pepper but
1: uh yeah i'd have to say that one you know what that's a that's a good one because what 30 minutes in between schools and i still think both teams will be pretty decent especially they will be good the noah pepper kid and yeah yeah that's a good choice that's a good choice That
0: Uh, is, and you can't go that rivalry in the spring there's not a lot of love lost there between the Seelah Seelah I forgot baseball. about that too. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a
2: good one to mention. Right. But no, I, I love covering the variety of sports. And, you know, even coming in this job, I've never really covered soccer, or volleyball, or I mean, not. I mean, there's a lot of sports I've had to. Mm-hmm. I'm getting better. You know, I'm learning the rules a lot better. And But yeah, obviously, I know the big ones like baseball, basketball, football, golf. Mm-hmm. I don't know if golf's a big one.
0: But eh, it yeah, is here. but I'm, you know, I'm learning and it gives me good experience. The other yeah. thing I was running last week. As we didn't mention, was and I don't remember the, the recent state champions as our wrestling programs here. They're strong. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Kiditas has always been very dominant yep. in the two B's. Ellensburg's great at wrestling. They've been very strong. And I know Clay always has a good showing in mm-hmm. Tacoma Dome every year, too. Yeah. So okay. that's
1: another thing we had to Kittitas shout had out. uh had 11 straight years of top 10 finishes. Mm-hmm. And I think four of those years were um, second, third, or fourth. Right. Couldn't quite get the biggest trophy, but. I mean, yeah, another indoor sport that you don't have to deal with the weather, at least. Right. It's just the travel. Right yeah. There. And I just want to throw out, you know, Kittitas had
0: a state champion wrestler back-to-back years, I believe. Cousin of mine, Nate Sorensen, but he still fell to me in fantasy football this week. So take <laughs> that, Nate. <laughs> so let's get into a little bit of uh, some scores. Should we get some scores going on let's here? Let's talk
1: about it a little bit.
0: So, you know, this week we're going to cover, talk about a little volleyball to Cleveland. Roslyn Warriors, uh, they're having a good start to their season. They are what have we got three and two? Yeah. And their two losses being the Zillow and Goldendale. Yeah, and they won 3-0, 3-0 last
2: night to Natchez. Yeah, Natchez Valley. Naches, yeah. Dominated um, them. Yeah, they have a couple good good players. They have a couple twin or twins on the team, uh Naomi Baker and Natalie Baker. And they, they also play basketball and volleyball and one's a setter and one's the the you know the hitter. So that's cool. It kind of,
0: yeah, it kind of works out pretty well uh, for them. Pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, the other volleyball we'll roll into is Ellensburg volleyball, a, a traditionally, you know, always successful school. I know they got a volleyball player at Gonzaga right now. Yeah, Tia, uh, Tia, Tia, Tia Day. Yeah. whose father
1: is the head coach of the Central Washington Wildcats. That is a basketball or part of me a volleyball family right it there. Volleyball is. in the blood.
0: And I hope Mario, you're listening because you will be our guest speaker one week. Not speaker, you will be a guest speaker, but a guest picker. For that's right week. so yeah uh, hopefully i can beat you there because i cannot beat you on the golf course uh, <laughs>
1: ellensburgs well go ahead john well i was just gonna say ellensburgs volleyball you know they've scheduled pretty well i mean they take on 4a eastmont with the win they you know lost to west valley but west valley was the 4a state champion last year and they got a set from them so yeah i think ellensburg yeah. is very much battle tested um they have a really good really good freshman abby abby
2: harrell she was uh she was player of the week for the w IAA last week. I saw uh, that. I think, yeah. Yeah. Nice that's good props. And yeah. uh, Debbie Landry was pretty ecstatic to have her this season. But I uh, know. Yeah. They, sh- I mean, the West or yeah, West Valley. I mean, that, that fourth set. Yeah. They could have gone either way. So they could have been two, two tied into going in the last match. So I think Ellensburg will be pretty good this year. Right. Good. Beat Silo, Sila convincingly Ooh, yeah. convincingly. 3-0. Yeah,
0: 3-0. Looks like they play Othello tomorrow. Seven o'clock start at Ellensburg High School. So if you have nothing going on, get out there. All right. The other school in the valley who's having a very good year so far, Kittitas Coyote volleyball team looks like their only loss is to a two A Cheney.
1: Dang. Yeah, that's, that's right. That was in a that was in a tournament, I be believe, of, as well. Be afraid of tournament. Wow. Yeah. yeah be afraid, afraid of tournament. They beat Afraid of. The yeah. Championship. They're so they've beat a two A Eufrata team. They've beat a one A Granger team, a one A Cashmere team. They're going uh, down to play a one A Goldendale tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm going to call that a W for us. Yeah. I'm going to call it right now. I think so.
0: I think they're going to have a W, and then they're going to stop at that very nice McDonald's in Goldendale that everybody drives by and get a nice <laughs> soft serve. That's right. Cone. Uh Have you guys gotten a chance to get out there and watch kid touch volleyball yet? No. Oh well, I well, went out to practice
2: and did yeah did mm-hmm. a story on how they're. Off to a pretty good start. Yeah. Yeah. They got a good,
1: we've got them on our calendar.
0: Dang, right. Yeah. So let's move on to high school football. Last week, Ellensburg Bulldogs hosted Eastmont. Uh, a tough Eastmont team, it looked like. The Ellensburg lost 42 to 13. Yeah. It looked, you know, at least they kind of hung with them. It looks like they're in the first half. Yeah. A lot of miscues. And then it just kind of, Ellensburg only
2: netted eight yards in the second half in total. So it was just kind of a lot of a lot of little things. But uh Jeff Zenisek was pretty still pretty confident about you know where they're at and going into CWAC play. I mean, this is what matters, you know. I mean, these are just kind of preseason games.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Does it look like they have a bye this week?
0: Because I couldn't find a game on the schedule. They
1: were actually I I uh was looking at uh, a previous year's schedule. So we are um hosting Efreda. No, they go on the road. There are on the I'm road. Really sure. Pardon yeah. me. Well, you know the thing,
0: and we've talked about this, and and I like to do it too with my coaching and my baseball. That Ellsworth's played a heck of a non-league schedule to start the season off. An incredible schedule. That's tough. And the, and you know the
1: two one A schools they
0: played, the beat them were in the top four of the rankings that came out today. I saw in the C L. Yeah, time. they just
1: came out. So and then, honestly, you can you could convince me. You could easily convince me that Eastmont is going to be a, a playoff caliber team as well. So, yeah. yeah, they run the ball really well. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to say the CWAC is going to be easy for them, but Ellensburg is going to be incredibly tested. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to see that uh, play out. So it looks like Eastmont had a guy that ran for ninety yards, forty
0: another one for forty-four, another one for forty-two. They, yeah, and they, they ran a wing T formation, so
2: they uh, had like three running backs sweet. out there, and they would run sweeps, and it was it's be pretty, mm-hmm. pretty tough. Yeah. Like it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's one thing to go and. You know, it's good to challenge yourself and go play some teams that, that are going to make you guys better. I mean, yeah, you might lose the first couple of games of the season, but what really matters is winning them at the end. Yeah, I agree. They're going to be in the playoffs. You can mm-hmm. book that. That's and right. Heck, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully uh, get that thing going they can host one so we don't have to travel to watch. That's yeah. right. Uh, the other game, one that we talked about last week, but we uh, Cleveland end up losing to Warden on Friday night. We didn't couldn't find any stats reported.
1: Uh, they take on Natchez Valley at home this Friday. Should be a good matchup for the Warriors. Yeah, I, you know, Cleveland is, you know, taking a few on the chin already this year. Uh, so has Natchez. They're zero and three. They've been beat pretty handily in their in their three losses. And so, um, you know, we're going to do our picks here in a few minutes. But uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, Cleveland's at home and they're going to get that W. That's right. Go beat them, Rangers. All right, the other game last
0: week, the battle for the Coyote Den is what I'm going to call it, and hopefully I can start a trend here. Is if we have to get a trophy in the spring when we play Columbia Burbank in baseball, I'll do it for that doubleheader. Uh, Burbank ended up winning fifty-two to nothing. Uh, looking like the Coyotes were going to get shut out, they did get shut out, but they almost had a shot. Wyatt Stickney stepped up and picked a picked off a pass and almost had it ran back for a highlight for the Coyotes on Friday night.
1: Yeah, he. uh you know, I, I, I can still see that play in my head. Um, just kind of got nudged out of bounds. had, had he not, I mean, it was only green in front of him. So, uh, yeah, I will say this. You could see, you can see glimpses, you can see glimpses of potential and you can see, um, from a chemistry and a camaraderie. You it's a little bit different. It feels a little bit different this year. And so that's why I'm still positive about the season. Um, I think it's just a matter of reps and getting some experience, and uh, um, I know Coach Hatch and and his uh, and his uh, coaching staff. It's just fundamental stuff. Um, I know Coach Hatch, and and um, it, I think it's just repetition, right? That's what it is. That's what it is. So we're at uh, we're at home homecoming. It's That's a right. fun week, homecoming week. you know spirit week and fun competitions and stuff. We're we're gonna play. Uh, white Swan. And, and that was our only uh, W last year. Uh, white Swan will not be a slouch though. They've already, uh, they're two and O and they've already beat Goldendale and, uh, DW Dayton Waitsburg. And so I think white Swan will be uh, a pretty decent opponent, but we're at home. We're hungry. We're at homecoming and hopefully we'll be a packed house. Yeah, no,
0: I've, I'm pretty close with the kids out there, and I'm around quite a few of them that come out to the baseball diamond. I know how much they've worked in this offseason and put in time in the weight room and and their team building. They've done preseason stuff. So go out there and beat White Swan, man. 7 p.m. kickoff at Harding Field. That's right. All right, the next one. The team that won this last week, Central Washington Wildcats representing Washington State because the Cougs, I I guess the Huskies won. We'll give them a credit. They went to BYU and won. Yeah. But Central went down to, oh, where'd they go down to the Silver City, New Mexico? That's right. And they got the win. They, that looked like a heck of a game. I printed off the, you know, the the scoring. They were down 7 0, tied 7, then down 10 7, down 17 7, 17 10, 2010, 2017. Then they tied it up in the third quarter and didn't look back from there.
1: Um, Let's see. Can we talk about some? And Luke, you might, echo this here let's talk about a guy who kept us in there and that was our kicker gavin yeah. todd that's pretty in, pretty impressive what ha- do you guys know what happened to him last year he didn't play at all didn't play at all back. i'm not yeah. sure what the story is it sounds like yeah. the daily record sports editor could tell us a thing or two about that luke <laughs> that would, but looks uh, like an episode that will be found out luke? this saturday yeah Heck yeah and we're and feeding the you story ideas on the podcast so it's on oh, record yeah. but Five field goals, Um, I mean, when we couldn't punch it into the end zone, Gavin Todd's hitting them from 25 to 40 yards out. I don't know. When you can rely on your kicker to keep you in the game, my hat's off to him. Yeah. Yeah. Having a good kick. you know, it's a a very underrated position, I believe.
0: If you have a good kicker, you can win a lot. Look at the Seahawks when they won the Super Bowl. They had a kicker that can boot it from 50, 60 yards or whatever. Yeah. If you can, like the Wildcats, they got one, man. That's great news.
1: Yeah. I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing us gel even more. Uh, you know, the good thing, we you know, no picks on offense. We didn't throw any picks where we had, I want to say, two or three la- uh, the, the week prior, um, seven of seven in the red zone. So mm. great uh, uh, consistency in terms of scoring. Um, I want to talk about Western Oregon here, our next, uh, this weekend's opponent. But one thing that I noticed on the box score, I always look, 392 people were at the game. 392 people at a football game at Division II school. And I'm just, I say that as a way, you know, we already had 5,800 people in our season opener. This is the first weekend of school. So if there's not 6,000 people there uh, at this game, I'll be surprised with a bunch of students, um, already some great community involvement. So um, Tomlinson is going to be packed. Oh, yeah. It should be. And, I mean, don't go down University Way today. Today's Wednesday, first day of classes,
0: so everybody's back. So yeah. that's just, everybody piles on into Thomason Stadium on Saturday and, and give Western Oregon a, a great welcome. Yeah, lock um, the buses, man. When's the last time they've won here? Great question, Luke. Last right. time Western Oregon has won in Ellensburg, I guess two thousand six. It was
2: nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. Forty to thirty nine.
0: So it's a close game. If you look at the record of this, you know, the history of their, their matchup, I mean, they I mean, obviously 98, the last time they won here, but it's been kind of a toss up when central goes down to Western Oregon. And I don't know if you guys have been down there. I was down there to play baseball against them. They get rowdy. They had the people sitting outside our dugout talking the whole time with a blow horn. And it's just a, it's an interesting setting to go down there. Their football stadium's
1: awesome. And it looks like they got their football program rolling this year. Yeah, I think uh I don't want to say I didn't expect it, but I think all eyes were on Azusa um, last year's playoff team and they uh they took it to Azusa um this past weekend. And uh so I think I think the GNAC title goes through Ellensburg and goes through Monmouth, Oregon. I think it's Central and Western Oregon uh this year. Um, those are the two that have the targets on their back. I was very shocked to see that Western uh
0: Oregon knocked off Azusa. They must have graduated some dudes down in Azusa. Or Western's just out, and they played above them and beyond.
1: We'll find game. out here in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. I, I look forward to that matchup. It's going to be, a, you know, Western has a couple of running backs. They, they got over
2: 700 yards rushing so far. Yeah. Yeah, they got. That, they're it's pretty rushing. Amari yeah. Land
0: has six TDs with 45 attempts. Ty Curry, their quarterback, has 193 yards with one touchdown on 38 attempts. And they have another Nico Jackson, 191 yards, one touchdown, also 38 attempts.
1: And all three of those guys went for 100 yards last weekend against Azusa. So, right. Um, so the quarterback has a 127 QB rating with 546 yards, four
0: touchdown passes, two interceptions. His completion percentage is 51 percent. The longest touchdown pass of the season, 74 yards. Wow. Three main receivers is Thomas Wright, 140 yards on the air. Has he has that 74 yard reception? Marquise Sampson, who's got. The greatest fro that you could have met. look him <laughs> up on the website, go to his name on there. Marquise Sampson. Best hair of the GNAC. Is Great! Oh my goodness. He could win an award for it. he'd be on the on a commercial with Troy Polamalu <laughs> And, a
1: head, uh, and head and shoulders sponsorship opportunity. There yeah. you go. And then Tyler Reed with 122 yards receiving. You know, we talk about, you know, so Central opened the season with uh, FCS Idaho. So they play a, a division up, then they uh, play Ferris State, the Division II runner-up and ranked second in the country this uh, this year. Western Oregon, they've also scheduled a couple of juggernauts. They've played Angelo State down there um, and uh, Texas A&M University Commerce, who won the D2 title um, two years ago. So I think, El- or pardon me, Western Oregon is going to be quite battle-tested when they come in here. But... They will leave with an L. They'll Absolutely, leave with the a yeah. loss.
0: Absolutely. We can't lose to those guys, man. There's, you know, We lost our rivalry because Western Washington couldn't keep their football program. So the next closest thing we got, Western Oregon. We can't. You guys go down there and take care of business. We, we do not lose. Care
1: of we do not lose to a team that begins with Western. I don't like losing, right. especially <laughs> to a team that has Western in their name. The team yeah. that when you go play down there, you, you don't even stay in the town. You stay in the town next to it because they don't
0: mm-hmm. have hotels in Maumont really they don't have hotels there so that would be salem i believe you go to salem and you stay there after rolling the town there and just not a fan man so let's go down there or come up here it's takes and that's a challenge to everybody you know not just students the local community get out support your wildcats get to tomlinson stadium it's a six o'clock kickoff i believe yes it is perfect you got time to finish dinner after your soccer and your kids down in the at West Ellensburg and get out and watch the Wildcats wear your crimson and black and come out and let's uh root these guys on to a victory this
1: weekend. Convincing victory. I'm calling it right now. Convincing. Convincing. Yeah. It'll not be 1998 again at Tomlinson stadium. We will get the W over Western Oregon. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick
0: break here from a sponsor of ours, and then we're gonna get back with some picks.
1: Well, fans as promised, it's time to figure out how smart we are in picking games uh, we start with, uh, before we start with week two, um, at least week two of the podcast picks, let's uh, let's figure out how we did last week. Um, country, you and I, uh, we went four and four, which usually wouldn't be a good record, but uh, not to throw Luke Olson <laughs> under the bus, but uh, we are great. champions yeah. compared to uh, Luke's two and six team. Uh, Luke, you and I, I think our two biggest losses were picking uh, BYU uh, to beat, uh, UW. Of course, we all picked Wazoo to beat UCLA. We've already talked about that a little bit. That's just not good. Um, of course we, uh, we all picked Seattle to win as well over new Orleans, but we're four and four you and me country. Uh, you know, it's anybody's ball game two and six for you, Luke. So let's roll right into our uh, second week of picks here. We're going to start with the, uh, we're going to start with the high schoolers and what we're going to start doing, uh, is having a guest picker. We'd love to have them in the big country studios. Uh, this week's get, guest picker, Mr. Nate Phillips. Kititas. Coach extraordinaire over at kiditas A heck of an algebra teacher as well. Absolutely. So he... Uh, his, he directions, uh,
0: his directions must not be very good because I'm assuming he must have took a left or went straight when he should have taken a right to the studio. I understand. He's probably understand. scared of the mic.
1: I understand. So I'm just putting that out there, Phil. Let's hope he's a better guest picker than he is a guest arriver here <laughs> in the country studios. You would have been fired on college game day, Phil. <laughs> let's start with the high schoolers. Uh, let's go local. Ellensburg at Ephrata. CWAC competition. Both of them are 0-3 on the season. Uh, both of them have scheduled quite well in their non-league uh, season. I say Ellensburg. Um, I'm going to say in a route. No disrespect yeah. to Euphreda, but Ellensburg, it is time to get the first W of the season. Ellensburg in a route over Euphreda. It's going to be
2: convincingly. I agree. Yeah, Ellensburg has had some uh, tough, uh, tough couple games, but they
0: mean nothing now.
2: So you know this is where it's really important. But
0: yep, I think That's Ellensburgs it. put themselves through a tough non-league so that they uh, can go down as at Eufraida. The Bulldogs are going to beat the Tigers at Eufraida, and they're going to make a little run for this.
1: And Coach Phillips, pick the Bulldogs as well. Smart move, Coach. Let's uh, go uh, five miles, seven minutes eastward to Kittitas. Homecoming week in Kittitas is really fun. A bunch of Spirit Week competitions. Uh, got to watch some Powderpuff football the other day. Dodgeball, uh, you know. Uh, so homecoming week is is just a fun time. Homecoming in Kittitas will be hosting White Swan. White Swan is 2-0. Kittitas, of course is 0 and 2. White Swan has had a pretty good schedule. Uh, they beat 1A Goldendale and and uh Dayton Waitsburg a league opponent. Um but I'm going to say Kittitas is going to get the W. At Homecoming last year that was our only win was against White Swan. We're going to go 2 and 0 against White Swan in the last 2 years. Kittitas with the Homecoming victory. I'm going to take White Swan. I think they're going to be riding some momentum
2: going, you know, with a couple wins and you know, they want some revenge You know after last season. I know that hurts you guys, but I'm going to have to roll with White on here.
0: Well, I'm going to roll with Luke and be his bodyguard when he goes to Kittitas. <laughs> um, <laughs> was, you know, just kidding good, good call. That's yeah, right. Um, that was smooth. <laughs> you know, I'm going to take uh, Kittitas. I think we're all shocked about that. Uh, I think Kittitas is going to get the ball back down one with a minute 35
1: left, and they're going to drive the field to win the game. And Coach Phillips says? Yotes in a close one. Let's uh, let's move westward to Upper County. Let's talk about Clelem. Clelem is at home. They take on Natchez Valley. That's an SCAC tilt, as we're going to call it. Uh, both teams are zero and three. Both teams have taken it on the chin in all three of those losses. Um, I'm going to say Clelem gets victory number one against Natchez Valley. I'm going to say it's a close one. I'm not going to be as specific as you saying they're going to drive with one minute, one and a half minutes to go, but. Uh, Cleolum in a close one at home against Natchez Valley. I agree. Yeah,
2: Cleolum, I think they're going to break their uh, – I think they're riding a 14-game losing streak, but I think they're going to get it done at home.
0: Well, when I go up to Cleolum next, I'm bringing Luke to be my bodyguard because I'm going to pick Natchez <laughs> to beat Cleolum. I think, Cleolum, if you prove me wrong and uh, get the dub this week, I will be on your – I will jump on your bandwagon. What about Coach Phillips? Is he Coach on my Phillips, bandwagon or yours? He's on mine. We're riding together. He's got Natchez. I can't. I can't be a bodyguard for two people. Well, well <laughs> Coach Phillips is the tough guy. Yeah, he's going to hold his own. They, they call he's him Humdinger him. for a reason.
1: So. That's right. <laughs> let's keep local, but let's move on to the collegiate ranks, specifically Division II football. Central Washington, our Wildcats, are at home against Western Oregon. Uh, Wildcats are one and two. Western Oregon also one and two. Both have scheduled just juggernauts to open the season. Um, Western Oregon has played a couple of uh, Lone Star Conference teams And down there in Texas um, They beat Azusa Pacific Who was the preseason favorite for the GNAC um, I think the GNAC title Goes through Central and goes through Western Oregon And I'm going to say Central By 10 over Western Oregon Yeah, I'm going to take Central here I think it's going to be, be a
0: really good game I think it's going to be close But I think the Wildcats will get it done The last time them in Ellensburg Was in 1998 I think that Western came up with a big win last week. I think they're going to be riding very high, and it's going to be a huge letdown when they get to Ellensburg, and Central's going to win that one. And Coach Phillips has C. Wu Keep
1: it rolling. Well, let's keep with college football. Let's move eastward to Pullman in the Palouse, but they're not in the Palouse. They are playing in Salt Lake City against Utah. Uh, both teams coming off uh, pretty frustrating losses. Wazoo losing to UCLA, which just pains me to say that uh, Utah got upset by USC uh, by a score. Uh, Utah has wins over BYU, and then they've got, uh, in my opinion, lower-level wins of against Idaho State and Northern Illinois. So I'm going to say Wazoo has too much to play for. Uh, I will acknowledge my homer pick, Wazoo by one score. You know, I can't go against my heart, so I'm going to go with the Kooks. I know
0: I thought Utah, but I think I'm going to roll with the Cougars here. That's going to be a fun game to watch. I think that Utah's brand is defense, and I believe the Cougars can pick them apart again. They played a heck of a game last year against each other. So my prediction is Boisu wins the tailgating and the football game. I'm going to agree with you on both of them. What about <laughs> Coach Phillips?
1: Coach Phillips, I'm glad he picked this. He picked the Cougars. Let's go with the Cougs arch rival. We're going to call, uh, we're going to talk about University of Washington, the 17th ranked Huskies uh, hosting the 21st ranked Southern Cal Trojans. Uh, Both teams are three and one on the season. Uh, We already kind of mentioned it. USC has already beat uh, Utah. Uh, They also beat Stanford when Stanford was ranked in the top 25 at the beginning of the season. Um, I'm going to say UW only because they're playing at home, and I think they're going to get a little bit of a home cooking. Yeah, I'm going go with UW as well. Yeah, I think
0: the USC band's going to come in and make a statement, and they're going to they're going to be loud and obnoxious. And I think USC is going to keep rolling and beat the Huskies. Sorry to my Husky friends.
1: Is uh, Nate Phillips going to say sorry to his Husky friends as well? Uh, Nate Phillips is a dog fan, and he's going to pick the dogs. All right. Okay. We're done talking about local college teams, but let's keep it in the Pac-12 uh, realm. Uh, we've got Arizona State traveling to Cal. Arizona State they were ranked until losing to Colorado. They're three and one on the season. Uh, Cal is the Pac-12's only undefeated team. Uh, they're four and zero. They've got road wins over UW, the Huskies, and they uh, they eked out a victory uh, down there in Mississippi, uh, beating Ole Miss. A controversial end to that game, but uh, Cal is four and zero. They're ranked 15th in the country. They're at home. They've got a guy named Bo Baldwin, a central alum, a central coach. they got a guy named Bo Baldwin, man in the uh, the offensive, uh, the coordinating duties there. I'm going to say Cal um, by, uh, by one score. Okay. Yep. Hard to, you know, they're rolling right now, so
0: I'm going to go with Cal as well. I'm going to go forks up, and we're going to go Arizona State because I believe in Herm Edwards, and I believe that it's time for Cal – you know they're rolling high. They got some national attention, and pe- last couple of years, Pac-12 schools tend to lose that game. So I'm going with Arizona State, and we're going to Phillips is going to go with the with the number 15 Cal.
1: You also said when we were off the air that uh, you think that everybody in the Pac-12 is going to have at least one loss this year. I think so, because and that that's would gonna support be, that argument.
0: I think that's going to happen this week. There you go.
1: Yes, you, It's a fun place to go let's talk about uh, the pros. let's talk about uh, Seattle who was not playing like a professional team last week uh, losing to New Orleans uh, at home. they are on the road this week down south the Phoenix they play in Arizona. Uh, Seattle's two and one Arizona is o two and one they are winless on the season um, as poorly as Seattle played last week I think Arizona is just kind of a poor team this is uh, they're on the downward trend. And I think uh, Seattle, while it's a great place to play and and uh, country, you can probably attest to that. I'm going to say Seattle uh, convincingly over Arizona. Yep, I'm going to go with Seattle. You know, even though they had their
2: struggles in Arizona, but I think the Seahawks bounce back after last last week's debacle.
0: I think the Arizona game's been tough for the Seahawks in the past. They've had a few missed field goals along the way. I've been to the Arizona game when the Seahawks are there. It's a great. Great time, great tailgating experience, beautiful, and, of course, it's Arizona weather, but the Seahawks are going to go down there, and they're going to take it to them.
1: Coach Phillips, agree with you? Yes, Coach Phillips picks Seattle. Let's keep with the pros. We're going to talk about Jacksonville at Denver. Why did I pick Jacksonville? They got a they got a quarterback we've heard a little bit of. Wasn't he in the Northwest School somewhere? I think he was in the Palouse. Crimson and gray, baby. I think his last name is Mustache, right? The First mustache. name Mississippi. Yep, that's him. Gardner Minshew is going to lead Jacksonville uh, to a uh, to a victory. That's going to even their record at a two and two, according to me. And Denver's going to fall to zero and four, even though they're uh, at home at Mile High Stadium. Jacksonville. Uh, I won't say convincingly. I'm just going to say Jacksonville wins. Yep, I bet against the Mississippi Mustache last week
0: and. I will never do that again. So roll
2: with the Jags. Good call.
0: I'm a big believer in karma, and if you guys haven't heard yet, the Denver Broncos released one River Craycraft, and that you know that upsets a lot of Cook fans. And you can't go wrong with the guy that likes to warm up, do his band work in the locker room, and nothing but a jockstrap. That's confidence, right there, Gardner Minshew. When a when a veteran football player in the NFL says. Normally we don't let rookies do that, but when the dude's doing what he is and how successful he's in the field, we're going to let him roll. And I think Gardner's going to be in the mile high, and his history in the air raid is going to do him well. And Coach Phillips
1: is picking Jacksonville because the stash is ready to go. Let's uh, – our final professional pick this week, uh, Dallas at New Orleans. Uh, the reason why I picked Dallas, they're 3-0. New Orleans is 2-1, and coming off a big victory over seattle a couple of days ago but i picked dallas because their offensive coordinator is former prosser and former boise state quarterback kellen moore who's just he was an incredible player but i think he's even a better coach and just in terms dare i say it but i think he's kind of a genius in terms of the way he looks at a football field uh he's the offensive coordinator for the cowboys his quarterback coach guy named john kitna i know a lot of locals uh We'll recognize that name. Johnny Kitna is his quarterbacks coach. I'm going to say Dallas improves to four zero. They're going to get the W over New Orleans, even though it's down there in Louisiana. I'm going to take the Saints. I think uh, Sean Payton's a good coach. Knows what
2: he's doing with Teddy Bridgewater. And uh, you know Dallas hasn't played anybody. yet yeah, wins over uh, the Dolphins last week and the Redskins and Giants. So that's I think that record combined is one and nine. So yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints.
0: All right. I had the Saints circled, but after Gudat's argument there, persuasion, gosh, I can go with the local guys. we going with Dallas, along with Coach Phillips,
1: who's probably the exact same reasons going with Dallas, too. So we're done with our football picks. There's one more thing I'd like to pick, gentlemen. Um, let's talk about bull riding a little bit. Uh, Cowboy Cross. Have you guys heard about this at all? I have. I've seen the flyers around just, town. This from you it uh cowboy cross is in its second year it's the brainchild of of uh, matt webb of web power sports here in town uh also daniel beard of daniel beard rodeo so it's a great mix last year was its inaugural uh year uh can't wait for this year which is this weekend it's a great mix of motocross and bull riding um it's amazing what the uh ellensburg rodeo arena looks like uh it, it truly morphs into uh just something that we don't get to see. Uh, one of the things about cowboy cross that directly involves me is, is something called the bucket list bull riding. So never ridden a bull. You've always wanted to, you can ride a bull. And, uh, I did that for the first time last year on the rodeo reporter, but I've never done anything like that. Um, let's be honest. I didn't uh, impress anybody. Thank the Lord. I'm already married because my wife was not impressed. So, um, (laughs) I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna redeem myself. Uh, Matt has said, you know what, let's uh, let's go out there because uh, you, you write a funny column about it. Uh, and uh, so I, I plan, the bet here is this, or the pick here is this. The over under is 3.4 seconds. Last year I lasted about 0.5 seconds. Uh, the over under is, will I stay on more or less than 3.4 seconds? I'm gonna wish here. I'm going to say, yes, I am going to stay on for 3.4 seconds or more. Why'd you jump up to 3.4? You went from...
0: It's the most
1: <laughs> random number I can think of. Um, and uh, it doesn't put too much expectations on me. I think we should post the video to our Facebook page. so we can You know, the last viewers... year's video was unflattering. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> um, I expect there to be uh, more angles this year, so more video angles. Um, so hopefully I'm just smiling on my way down to the arena dirt. <laughs> Does this count towards our record or is this just for... This one's for pride. This one's for pride. I'm going to go
2: over just to be a good friend.
0: I'm going over with a a, a dismount better than any
1: Olympic dismount we've ever seen. You know, and I know Coach Phillips, he's our guest picker. I don't think he picked it, but I'm going to pick for him. Everybody says yes, and I'm going to keep that trend. Coach Phillips thinks that I'm going to make it not only to 3.4 seconds, but to the 8-second whistle. That's 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 this Saturday. Starts at 5 o'clock. It's a great event. Um, we got a lot of things going on on Saturday. So Cowboy Cross starts at 5, Central Game starts at 6. Figure out a way to do both. Um, it will, it'll be a fun weekend no matter what.
0: Well, that wraps things up for us, everybody. Make sure to check us out on Facebook on Kid Has Valley Sports Talk. Please share us. Get some shares out there. Tell your friends about us. Listen to the podcast. And make sure you get out there and support your local local teams and have a great weekend. Thanks again.